Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Alrighty, folks. Today is the day we get to announce that we have officially booked and paid for our ORAT party two-day event in February of 2024. I will go ahead and hold the details to the end because I know a lot of people come here to watch the daily financial news, so I don't want to get in the way of that. But I have lots of details about the event. It will be February 17th and 18th but I will get to the rest of the details at the end of this. Folks, let's talk about some stuff that I saw yesterday from Clear Value Tax. Clear Value Tax is a large YouTube channel. And uh, let's just say he had enough of the fake gurus and the attacks that have put on him. He put out a video yesterday undressing one of the many, many, many fake gurus who don't know economics, that don't know real estate, who are simply trying to clickbait you their way to wealth. I think it is wonderful that Clear Value Tax has gone out there and called out these charlatans, these doomers, because we don't need people who are in it for themselves. We need people to help educate, inspire, ask to do the work, because again, at difficult times where there is great pain, there is also great opportunity. So I want to give a shout out to Clear Value Tax uh, for doing that. He obviously didn't have to, uh, but I think it was wonderfully done. How about Jamie Dimon? I highlighted over the weekend that I thought Jamie Dimon's speech this Monday would be important, and it was. He said a couple of things that I think are interesting. One is that he would be a huge mistake to think the economy will boom with so many risks out there. I think Jamie Dimon is kind of calling out the buy the dip, you know, the you know, recession's not coming ever kind of narrative. Uh, and also Jamie Dimon took a shot at government regulators. I don't know if you know this, but after the Silicon Valley Bank, there's a lot of new regulations coming to the banking sector. We're certainly gonna see commercial banks and likely even the big banks have to have more of a reserve. Jamie Dimon is out saying, you know what? I would not be a buyer of banks in this environment. And he's talking about stocks. He's saying, hey, don't buy my stock. What basically he is saying is I may be required to keep 30% more capital than my competitors. And of course, if you're a bank and you're keeping dry powder or capital, that's really a liability, right? It's just sitting there doing nothing that you are paying interest on. So again, it's, um, it is going to be interesting to see how the regulations, the requirements are coming down the pipe. We are already seeing banks stop lending, not because um, of regulations just yet, but because they're worried about their solvency. So there's a lot of pain going on uh, out there. So again, it's, uh, it was pretty interesting to see uh, Steve Forbes is out there talking about, uh, you know, something that I think is important. A government shutdown is in, uh, in the offering. Uh, 
he thinks that there's a better than 50-50 chance that we will have at least a short government shutdown in folks that that could be as soon as October 1st, right? So it's, uh, what did that be? A couple weeks away, maybe three weeks away. Uh, it is out there. Simona, how would you say that? Mukuta, chief economist, chief economist of State Street's advisors is talking about what they see for the next nine months, three quarters. This was a three quarter call, which I think is very interesting. So we're talking about Q4, Q1, Q2, so summer of next year. One, they expect GDP growth to slow to 1%. That's interesting, right? There's, you know, if you look at G GDP now, there's a shot, a chance that Q3 GDP is 5%. So if you were to get the call of 1%, that is a pretty substantial slowing. That really would mean to me, because I think we're already seeing the goods environment slow, that would really make the service sector slow. And again, they could be right. Think about what we talked about with Southwest Airlines. Again, just one, one speck of a data point could be that signal that uh, the summer travel, the rever uh, revenge travel, all whatever you want to call it, is over. Consumers are pulling back. So again, call number one, GDP slows to 1%. Below trend, but not recessionary. Number two, unemployment will rise to 4.4%. That's a pretty significant move for nine months, right? We were, we're at 3.8, calling 4.4. This is, um, it's significant, but not catastrophic, right? If you go from 3.7 or 3.8, whatever we were the last time to like six, that's catastrophic. If we go from that to 4.4, Painful, but not catastrophic. And again, remember, we learned last month, it is possible for the unemployment rate to go up and for us to add jobs. I know that breaks your brain. It hurts It hurts your head. I understand. There's this third little variable out here called the participation rate. So if the trend of retirees, right, the, the article I read I, and we talked about last week, one in six retirees is considering going back to work, that would take somebody that's not counted in unemployment and put them in the counted bucket because you have to actively be looking for work. So it is possible. I'm not saying it will come. I'm saying it is possible for the unemployment rate to go up and for us to add jobs. We saw that last month. So that's number two. And then the third call. This is kind of where I am at as well. They expect CPI headline inflation to fall to 2.2%. Now, 2.2% is lower. I would say significantly lower than I think it will be. But I do think, and I think I've said on this channel and we've talked about it, I think inflation... CPI headline will have a two on it, maybe two six, two seven. We will be in the twos. I think we could be there as soon as the January report, which is for December data. So we could be we could be at two eight two nine sooner than many expect, in my opinion. And at the end of the day, Simona, chief economist at State Street Global Advisors, is saying if their call is right. GDP slowing to 1%, unemployment at 
CPI at 2.2. The Fed is done raising rates, uh, and they expect a cut next summer, right? Uh, kind of Q2, Q3. It's interesting to look at kind of tying all of these dominoes together. That's something you and I do together is we, we talk about little data points in the economy and we try, to, we try to see the bigger picture. I will stand by my call that I think a lot of this is right, but I, I don't think the Fed, I mean, I don't think they cut. I don't think the Fed cuts next year. I think one of the things that Jamie Dimon is still trying to do is break the Fed put. I don't think Jamie Dimon likes the fact that Wall Street can add on all this leverage and you and I as individuals pay for it. Uh, I, think they, I think he wants to wring out some of the leverage, the excess, the bad financial engineering, and he wants some pain. So uh, I think he's going to keep it high all of next year. We shall see. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but Oracle. Oracle uh, did beat earnings, but they missed on revenue, and they issued a pretty weak forecast. So one of the things we're seeing, again, in the software space is they're hitting earnings, but they're missing revenue. Uh, so I expect Oracle stock to be down uh, to be down pretty big this morning. I, I haven't checked, but I'm, I'm guessing they're going to be down. I uh, don't know if you saw this, but apparently if you are selling a home in San Francisco, California, there is a ch one in eight chance you're losing money. One in eight chance if you're selling a home in San Francisco, you are selling a home for less than you bought it. Folks, San Francisco is in the midst of the worst doom loop uh, in my adult life. Uh, it is not going to get better before it gets worse. The median loss of a San Francisco home is $100,000. Now, again, that's a big number, no doubt, but when you're buying a 2425 home, $2.5 million home, it's, you know, it's not even 10%, it's 4 or 5%. But yes, uh, San Francisco pain has hit the single family market. We've talked about office buildings being cut in half. We talked about retailers pulling up stakes and leaving. Now we are seeing it hit the residential segment. And all of this is going to hit taxes. Property taxes is a big deal. These properties get revalued. Taxes will be hit, which we all have less services. You're going to have to raise taxes. It, again, San Francisco is going to get worse before it gets better, unfortunately. Uh, Milton Berg, technical analysis, is talking about the S&P 500 crashing 50% as a brutal recession takes hold. He thinks that investors in Wall Street is complacent and that the banking woes are going to get worse. Obviously, you and I have talked with Dan Byrd on every Sunday. He thinks we're gonna see record highs by the end of the year. Uh, I do think it is interesting uh, to look at the other side. So again, if you wanna look up Milton Berg, that's B-E-R-G, uh, he is out uh, yesterday. Uh, showing that he thinks that the S&P 500 is in for some trouble. Uh, a couple other things we saw, Atlanta, another Atlanta apartment uh, has gone to foreclosure. We have seen equity wiped out again. Uh, this one was uh, an apartment building. Atlanta was sold for $81 million. Uh, it had a $65 million loan, which puts the LTV at 80%. So there was about a $16 million equity position, and you have to assume there was money raised for repairs. 
So let's just assume LPs, limited partners, lost 25 million bucks in another multifamily syndication gone bad. Again, lots of financial engineering going on and a lot of pain coming. And, and let's be clear. I think syndication is a wonderful business. I think if you find good operators, it can be a wonderful thing. My problem, my heartburn is that's not what happened the last two years. I went to a meetup in San Jose, California in 2019 that scared me to death. I gave my typical one rental at a time speech, took questions, and a room full of 100 people, maybe 110, 80% of them were in the were in capital raise for syndications. They were not operators. They were overpaying, they were using bad debt structures, and they were just excited about the money. I knew a problem was coming. We are in the first inning. And again, if you're in the syndication, I think I saw a note the other day from one of our followers. I think it's Wandering Doc. I think I might be saying that wrong. I think he's in 25 syndications and only one has um, uh, stopped distributions. A, my invitation to him is still open. I'd love to interview him because again, he's clearly doing something right in evaluating syndicators. There is a way to do it. I just think a lot of us had some friends that get excited or friends of friends and we bet on them, not knowing, not looking at deals, not being operators ourselves. So again, the, the pain is coming, the pain is clear. It is not everyone, it's never everyone. Uh, but yeah, there is some real pain coming. And then interesting, the UK Telegraph. The UK Telegraph is writing up some great articles about the UK housing market. Again, lots of pain coming. This one was written from a landlord's perspective. UK Telegraph, again, you can go find it out. Just Google search UK Telegraph yesterday. Said by the end of 2026, end of 2026, so three years, rents will rise four times faster than home prices. UK Telegraph's basic message is landlords are suffering and uh, they're going to raise rents to cover the gap. Uh, and again, that um, and also demand will go up as more and more people can't buy homes. Kind of a double whammy, right? More and more people can't buy, so they rent. Now you have landlords who have variable rate debt that will raise rent. So it's kind of a it's kind of a big, big mess. All right. So let's now talk about the fifty thousand, the celebration, the party, the event for for getting to fifty thousand subscribers. Again, the dates: February seventeenth, February eighteenth. It is a Saturday and a Sunday. The good news, the great news about those two days is Monday is a holiday. Monday is President's Day. So that does a couple of things. One is I hope it makes it easier for all of you to travel to Vegas because you can leave Monday and not miss work. Second, because Monday is a holiday, I can actually get two more speakers in the schedule because we will go to 5 p.m. on Sunday versus maybe being done at 2 p.m. Originally, I was thinking we'd have to be done by 2 so all of you could get home Sunday night. 
Now that we have chosen President's Day weekend, we will go to 5 o'clock on Sunday. Saturday will be a full and long day. We will have the eight hours, nine hours of speakers, no doubt. We will have a, a two-hour networking event. I am paying for a concert. I'm having uh, the event where we're hosting this has their house band. So I am paying for them uh, to, to put on a concert from, nine, uh, from 8 to 9 o'clock. And then 9 o'clock, we will have a, you know, a celebration, awards. We will have a party. So this event, again, is going to be two full days. We will have 11 speakers or 11 speaking slots. We will have, uh, hopefully, a lot of the kind of services around one rental at a time there that you can network and meet with as well. The event is uh, not free. I think Johnny just said, this is not a free event. Again, I'm willing to pony up 10 grand, uh, but this is not just to be clear, not going to be a free event. Tickets for this two full day event, concert and party are going to be for general admission, $199. Again, you could break that down to less than 10 bucks an hour. For VIPs, they're going to be $499. What the VIPs will get, again, at the beginning, is we're going to feed the VIPs in a private room where you're gonna to get to network with the speakers and others in a more intimate setting. Uh, that will be two lunches and one dinner. The rest of the attendees will get food, uh, but it will be on your dime. We're gonna bring in food trucks and the things of that nature. It's one way I can keep costs somewhat reasonable. So again, it's gonna be two full days. We will start registration at 8 a.m. on Saturday. We will go into the night on Saturday because we will do the event. We will give a break for meeting, networking. We will do a concert and we will do uh, an awards or celebration. Sunday, we will go from eight to five. So I put a link in the show description below if you wanna register. Again, I'm sorry, it's not free. Uh, putting on an event in Vegas is a heck of a lot more expensive uh, than I had imagined, but we're gonna still give it a shot. We are limited on space. We are limited on space. We have 200 tickets for general admission and 50 tickets for VIP. I wanna shout out Justin, Kenny, Jen, and Chikogi, or Chikozi for signing up already. I, I posted this yesterday at like eight o'clock and four folks have signed up already. So Justin, Kenny, Jen, and Chikogi, Thanks for, uh, thanks for signing up without even knowing really what you're signing up for. Uh, so again, I'm excited about this. I am going to run this event much like last time. Every speaker will get one hour. I'm going to ask them to cover 10 or 15 minutes on a topic of their choosing. And then, folks, we are going to put microphones on the left, on the right, and on the left so that you can drive the conversation. About 80% of this event will be you asking the speakers your questions. So hopefully over the next couple of weeks, we uh, fill out the 11 speaker spots. Uh, we will kind of address that as we go forward. I, frankly, I'm hoping this sells out in the next three or four weeks. That would be great. That way I can focus on the other details around this event. But yes, February 17th and 18th, not free. I'm sorry, Johnny. 
Uh, general admissions 199, VIPs 499. Uh, there is a link below. More details to come. I'm excited. I hope you are as well. Take care. Bye bye.